Hey, Godly Dating 101 fam, we're back with another podcast for you guys. The hey. topic is... Ooh. <laughs> drum roll, please. My wife is so corny, y'all. <laughs> the topic is things I wish I knew before I was married. Or better yet, things we wish we knew before we were married. First of all, I just want to say um, praise the Lord, saints. Um, we're happy to be back. Yes, so My wife is ready to, to tackle the <laughs> subject, as you can see. But I'm so sorry we weren't able to get this out to you all on Thursday. I made a, a Insta story about it. Safa just isn't feeling well. So as you can hear now, and you will be hearing throughout this podcast, more coughing. It seems as though when we moved back to Tampa, everything went left. Yeah, like, it's, just it's, been getting it's sick. definitely different from Virginia, I think. I'm just, my body's trying to get acclimated to one day being cold, one day being hot, one day being cold, one day being hot. Yeah, Florida's <laughs> so. the most bipolar state. So I don't know where you guys are from, but Florida is very bipolar. So morning, we have winter. Afternoon, we have spring. And <laughs> summer by 3 o'clock. So it's it's a bit brutal some days, and we're just trying to get used to it. Little Zion just got over, what do you call it, hand, mouth, and foot. Yep. So it's just a lot going on, keeping us busy, work, and school. But... <laughs> We're here now, and as Safa said, we are ready to dive into this topic. We're going to be talking about just a couple things yeah. that we wish we knew before we got married, and we'll probably do a part two to this later on as we think about it, but we just wanted to get this out to you all because we thought this was a fun, little fun thing to, to get into. So, babe, I don't know if you okay. want to start it off. Um, Yeah, we each have four. Well, I have four. Tavares has three topics. Um, Actually, she okay. stole, stole one of mine. You gotta, you're just going <laughs> to let me have it. Like, seriously. <laughs> But so I guess we will alternate. I say one thing, you say one thing. Hey, and we can just you your know, world, expand on it's it. It's your world. All right. So my first wish, I, what I wish I knew before I was married. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Is just because you explained it the way you you would understand it doesn't mean it was reciprocated that way. Um, and I don't know. In my doesn't mind. Doesn't mean it was understood that way is what you mean? Yes. Understood oh, okay, that way. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So in my mind. um, I don't know. I feel like I'm a very, very easy person to deal with. I'm very um, Barney style. Like, I, I, I really do, like, A, B, C, D it down. Like, I really do. In and other I words, think she talks that... to me like I'm dumb. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going for. <laughs> what I'm saying is I just feel as though I explain things in a way that anyone, like, everyone, any and everyone can understand. I don't know why I think that way. Um, I guess because even when I was younger, I was a math tutor, and even if it was like the hardest subject, people just understood me when I spoke. Ooh, and my so, little math tutor. Okay. <laughs> and so I just figured that would play out in marriage um, because my family and I really we didn't really misunderstand each other communicating. I should say so. I just figured maybe it was just me, but and and I guess I also assumed that men think the same way as women do. The dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I don't know who gave you that idea. Listen, we I am one of two girls. I have no brothers. Okay, oh, I have man. a dad, but I mean, I don't know how he thinks. So I just, I pretty much just assumed that that, you know, I say something to Vars would get it right away. We just click like a light bulb. Um, but, you know, being married has, um, has you know, really shown me that um, men and women really do think differently. And I could say something one way and Tavares absolutely sees it another way and vice versa. 
Um, and I think the same applies to him. Sometimes he says things and he's like, you're not getting it. Like, I don't understand. Like, and I'm just like, I am getting it. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. It's just a work in progress, y'all. Like, it's a, it's. I, I wish I could show you the meme. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making a face from this meme where I was just like, the guy's like, oh, well, excuse me. Well, half the time, that's me and Safa, you know, she's thinking we're on the same page. Like, sometimes I'm talking and she tries to finish my sentence and I look at her like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that is not what I was going I for. I almost never get it right. And I, I, I don't know. I, I like to think of, you know, that finishing your sentence thing as becoming one. Like, but it just doesn't work for me. Hey, babe, did you remember to, oh, get gas? Yeah, I got the gas. No, um, buy milk. Remember you're supposed to buy milk. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But no, I definitely agree with their, um, half the time, most of our arguments aren't because one of us did something wrong. I'd say a lot of times we, we didn't understand what the next person was coming from. So a lot of times I come off as aggressive. If you guys listen to us at all you got that impression by now that i'm more of the aggressive she's more of the passive type but at the same time i'm thinking i'm coming across as passive and she's looking at me like i'm blaring at her like a lion type of thing you know what i mean so half the time we think we're saying things in a way that they understand but they may think we're coming off as aggressive you know sometimes i come across as i don't know i won't say demanding or needy i don't know i just feel like sometimes in general she just doesn't get where i'm coming from so i feel like that's something um to pay attention to in general i try to just skip right over that (laughs) i don't know where i was at with that but hey 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 let's not let's wait till we're off the podcast to fight i'm joking um were you gonna say something no i was just gonna say i think the moral of that is just that um communication takes time you're not gonna just be able to communicate overnight i think it's sometimes it can be i don't want to say a lifelong thing because we only been married oh a little over three years but um it takes time i still say it's a lifelong thing because my parents been married for 31 years now they don't make no sense (laughs) to one another (laughs) it's like they still argue over the same stupid things it's just like have you guys not listened to each other for 30 years (laughs) and don't get me wrong i'm not saying they're the perfect model but it just shows that you know even though you get closer to someone, that does not mean you understand everything about them. Like communication, right. the way I thought I understood her <coughs> on our wedding day is not the same way I know that I understand her now because I still know she doesn't make any sense to me. You know, so it's a it's still a progress learning one another. Becoming one is a lifelong thing. Yeah. I don't believe that's something I can, you know, overnight. five years you think you guys figured it out. No, you're always going to be changing. You're always learning. Yeah, but I guess that was an interesting point she got. Um what I wrote down for one of mine is singleness is the easiest time to do things for God. You know, um, a lot of people, they're just over the single season and don't get me wrong. I was one of those people. I wanted to be married. You know, I I didn't rush marriage. I didn't, you know, feel like, man, if I don't have a girl, I'm about to die. You know what I mean? I wasn't one of those that felt like I was desperate at the time. Until he met me. Are you done? Echo, echo, echo. (laughs) whatever but though seriously it's like because all right the bible says first corinthians 7 and 5 i'm reading from the nlt do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer afterward you should come together again so that satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control um when you're single you don't need to ask someone permission to go on a fast if you god called you to a mission trip you just go. If God sent you to do X, Y, Z, you just up and do it. But I can't just not come home and then be like, oh, 
she should understand because I was teaching a Bible study. You know, where, where in mind, you know what I mean? Yes, you help me. They're your spiritual partner. They'll be able to be supportive. But at the same time, I have to be able to run things by my wife. Whereas if I was single, I wouldn't have to run anything by my wife. And I get we all know that before we get married. But at the same time, you don't realize that sometimes it can feel like a burden or sometimes it can feel like a stress type of thing, you know, because a lot of people, they get married and they get married and they still want to be single. Really, you know what I mean? They they're not ready to give up their selfish ways, and I realize till this day how many selfish ways that I still have that I have to work on. You know what I mean? Because in my head, you know, sometimes I still think me rather than thinking my wife and I, rather than thinking my wife and my son. You know what I mean? So I feel like we have to remember during that single period. You know, that's the easiest time to do things for God, and I don't feel like my wife has ever hindered me. You know, from doing things spiritually, and I'm not saying that because she's sitting here and can hit me. Like I literally, oh, <laughs> I literally don't think she's hindering me from doing anything, and that's why it's also important. You know, picking the right person. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to feel God is calling you to do something special, or God is calling you to do anything in general, and then you have someone that isn't supportive. You know what I mean? Because it's better to be single than to be with the wrong spouse. But Preach. I'm saying, but they're not ready for that because I'm gonna have to do altar call too. You need help. <coughs> oh, Sorry, don't guys. mind the coughing, y'all. We're trying I'm, to tell you it's a struggle. I am struggling. <coughs> I'm struggling. Okay, my point number two: just because you apologize doesn't mean the problem goes away. <laughs> Man. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Guys, that is probably one of the biggest struggles I have. Growing up, my whole life. All I had to do was say, I'm sorry. And we move on. Like, we move on. Like, everybody's over it. Like, so I'm I'm very apologetic. Are you I've telling always, these people I hold a grudge? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's not the way to deal with a problem. Just by saying sorry. Sometimes that's not dealing with the problem, but just, just glazing over it. Mm-hmm. And it never gets fixed. And I've pretty much... I, I've always avoided confrontation. I'm not a confrontational person. I try to keep the peace. Um, and that in marriage, I feel like you can't, you, you definitely, it's not that I feel like I know you cannot do that in marriage. Um, you have to deal with the problem face first for what it is. And, um, I mean, there's times when, you know, Tavares has been upset at something that I've said or something that I've done. And I just say, I'm sorry. And I just expect, okay, we going to move on. And he's like, no, what are you apologizing for? Like we have Sometimes to... she apologizes, and I feel like she's apologizing to dismiss me. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's all right. So it's one thing if you're apologizing, you just want to have peace. Let's just drop it. And it's like, okay, great. I know you want to have peace, but I want my point to be made so we can avoid this again. Because if we just say, all right, no big deal. We'll get over it. Yeah, that's fine. There may be no arguing, but that doesn't mean there's peace in the home. Because in my head, if I was trying to tell you I don't like when you make the rice this way and you're like, I'm sorry. And then you keep making the rice that way. Then I don't care for your apology because you're going to keep doing it. You never heard my point. So I just need to clarify that before y'all think I'm a psychopath oh listening to gosh. her side. I don't know. But as, as she was saying, you know, apologies doesn't, you know, just take away the problem because I heard a quote that said an apology without change behavior is manipulation mm-hmm. because you're just telling someone I'm sorry and then making them feel like, okay, you'll change and then nothing happens. And now they keep forgiving you. You know what I mean? You're just manipulating their emotions, you know? So I feel like it takes more than a, I'm sorry, in order to, to get past issues. It takes more than an, I'm sorry to, to make them feel better. They have to see that you're actually changing. And I mean, 
a lot of times it's not that I apologize because I've done something wrong or I feel like I've done something wrong. Even when I don't, even when I know good and well it wasn't my fault and it was absolutely your fault. I still, conviction I still say sorry for peace sake. For, for peace sake, I just still say sorry because I just want to move on. You sound from, a little too passionate right I don't now. care who's wrong. I don't care who's right. I just want to move on. You and just so, know it ain't you, huh? I just know it ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> but I apologize anyway. <laughs> and I feel like that's still not good because, you know, we I just glaze over. Even if it was your fault, I apologize just so we can move forward. But then in my heart, in my mind, I'm not at peace with it because I still feel like you hurt me and... Or whatever the case may have been, and it wasn't addressed properly. So, I've learned that I cannot just say I'm sorry to glaze over problems. Uh, we actually have to in marriage. You you really have to deal with it. And yeah, I'm not so saying that, there that are not. That goes back to your communication point, then really. Yeah, it's definitely a com- communication um, issue, and I I do feel as though there are times where you need to say you know you need to say sorry even when you know you're not wrong. Um, for the sake of your friendship, for the sake of your marriage, I feel like there are certain situations that let let bygones be bygones. Like things, some things are just not worth, like having a whole discussion about. It's really not that serious. So I really feel like we have to pick our battles. Yeah, I'm joking. No, no, no I agree with you. I'm gonna dive in to our next one. Well, <coughs> my next one. Um. That loving your wife the way Christ loves the church is probably the hardest task you'll ever take on. And I say that because I feel like as men, even when they prepare us for marriage, they talk a lot about finances. When they prepare us for marriage, you know what I mean? Protecting your family. But at the same time, Jesus died for the church. You know what I mean? And if you're not ready to die for a spouse, you're not ready for a spouse. Like No guy should be saying he's going to do, he's ready to, you know, get married because a lot of times people are guys are getting married because she's beautiful or she's great communication, just a good friend. But at the same time, you're called to love her the way God loves the church. You know what I mean? And that's a, a massive responsibility, you know, because God gave everything for it. And if, if we don't put aside our, you know, our selfish ways and we're not living selfless, right. then it's like this isn't it isn't something that you're capable of doing. And loving your wife the way Christ loved the church is basically impossible without God's help. So if I'm not leaning on God daily, I'm going to be a bad husband, period. You know what I mean? I can't be a good husband on my own. I can't read enough books. I can't look at enough popular couples and, you know, try to take from them because if God isn't helping, my marriage will fail. You know, so I feel like I won't say I I wasn't aware of it, but I don't know if I, I took that verse as serious as I have to do now because, you know, being ready for a spouse is way more than, you know, a financial thing because when the money was great, that doesn't mean our home was was, you know, at peace. And then when the money is low, that it'll be worse now, you know what I mean, if there's no true, genuine love there, you know what I mean? So it's just been a matter of trying to learn how to, you know, love properly, you know what I mean? And I'm not there yet. Still working on it. And I, to piggyback off that, I think it's also um, a, a vice versa thing. Like, I feel as though same, like, um, learning to love you the way God wants me to love you. Um, and you know, the, the longer we're married, the more I realized that, yes, I felt like I was doing a good job, but I could be doing better. I can't do this on my own. Um, there was a point I was going to make, <coughs> and it completely slipped me. <coughs> Sorry, guys. <coughs> it's rough out on these streets. <coughs> I told y'all. 
please please pray because i don't know what's going on it's this weather man i tell you i can't <laughs> wait till winter is over in florida it's just one minute hot one minute cold one minute hot and then i'm back in work now and not being a stay-at-home mom so i think that's another thing that plays a part but yeah no i was just saying um learning to love you the way god wants me to love you and you know i mean of course there are times when we argue or we get in you know a little spat and i feel like it's your fault and i'm like he don't even deserve to be loved <laughs> and that's wow. tell me how you really feel <laughs> no i'm kidding but no seriously um and and just learning to you know forgive and um you know holding that umbrella over your head in the rain even when i'm upset you hey. know making sure that you're still fed and and you're still taken care of even if you know i just want to like sometimes <laughs> and so i feel like she wants to hit me right now no y'all. i don't absolutely not <laughs> i would never but no just um learning to you know forgive and just love you the way god wants me to love you and not that i have a hard time forgiving because i don't think that's something i really struggle with but i i do realize that in marriage is a constant um it's a constant forgiving, just like God forgives us. Like we, we mess up time and time again, even when we don't mean to. And God, you know, forgives us. I feel like it's the same concept in marriage. If you, I feel like loving your, your wife the way God wants you to, um, or the way God loves the church is, is constant forgiveness, you know, not holding grudges and not, you know, saying you forgive, but you know, you're acting different because you didn't truly forgive. Um, you're still there's still something there in your heart that you need to work on and rectify. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I'm I'm staring at you because I I was letting you go forward for the next point. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> okay, so my next point is um, one that both Tavares and I actually wrote down, right? I think this one she stole y'all. <laughs> so um, it's okay to be sexual or sensual. If you are marriage. under the age of 18, I want to forewarn you that this is not promoting <laughs> sexual intercourse prior to marriage in any way, shape, or form. If your church leadership doesn't want you listening to this, please turn off the podcast. Continue, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, and yes, this is for more, I guess, people who are... I mean, everybody's looking towards marriage, but I, I don't want you guys to take this out of context. But we are married people, and I know this isn't in a marriage podcast. It's a, um, I guess, just a dating podcast, whether you're married or you're, you're you know, in a dating single relationship. But anyways, um, yeah, it's okay to be sexual or sensual. That's something... When married. When married, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I mean, prior to getting married, um, I guess I was always taught or I... I um, I was, I always heard sex, but you know, don't have sex, don't have sex my whole entire life. Um, and so I just kind of put it in my mind as I kind of looked at it as a negative thing. Sex was a bad thing. If, if I should say that. Um, and when I got married, um, it, it was just hard for me to jump from believing sex was bad. Sex was bad. No, don't have sex to all of a sudden I'm expected to, you yeah. know, just enjoy and have sex and and just like you know that's something that i think the switch (laughs) right (coughs) ah man she's struggling i'm hopping yeah so i wrote down this as well because i feel like the church um i won't say our specific churches growing up i legit think it's uh 
you know, the the body of Christ in general, sometimes it's a poor job how they teach sex in church because they teach sex as the sin rather than fornication, you know what I mean, or adultery as the sin. You feel as though sex is a bad thing. You never hear about the beauty of it. All you really hear is don't do it. You know, so mm-hmm. when you get married, it's just there isn't going to be a switch that goes from, well, I'm never doing this to our hormones are raging. Don't get, well, guys, we're different. So we're ready whenever, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, what I, but it's still that that guilt that comes on and make you feel like, well, am I, you know, OK? Is it good to feel like this or, you know what I mean? Especially if you have a sexual past and, you know what I mean? You can have those thoughts wondering, is it like, am I not pleasing God because, you know, my sexual side is out, and I, I believe you know it was it, it was just a weird little transition. Whereas you're you're you know you're with your spouse, you know you made your vows in front of people and God, but at the same time, it's a matter of knowing, okay, this is safe, yeah, this is holy, this isn't this isn't just something that feels good. It's actually something that's pleasing to God. And I think I think that's something that you you don't just um, get over overnight, like going from like that switch, you know. Like, I feel as though that that could take years even like, you know, unfortunately for some people, it does take years to, you know, realize that it is okay. It is okay. And not have this stigma of sex as, you know, it's horrible. You know, in the context of marriage, it's beautiful. God wants you to enjoy it. God wants you to, you know, enjoy this because he, this is what he specifically made it for marriage. And so I remember when um, Tavares and I had first got married. We got married on a what? A, a Friday, a Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember thinking, man, Sunday church, you know, like church is the <laughs> next day, but I am not going to church because all these people going to know I'm having sex and there is no way. Like, I remember thinking there is no way. Like, I'm not going to show up to church for a while. We still had to go back to church. I don't want to see nobody's face. We still face. had to go back. Because I was, I was ashamed and I really was, I was ashamed and I was just, I guess a little shy about it, um, as well. So I don't know. It's just, I feel as though, and, and this is just to say that I feel as though, um, churches need on a whole, um, in general, just need to do a better job at addressing sex. Um, and that topic, um, with youth, I mean, yes, let's let them or us know that sex before marriage isn't the way that God intended it to be, but it got to be more than that. You know, not only talk about... these kids are having sex. <laughs> right. We, people listening to this podcast right now, shacking up, I rebuke y'all in Jesus' name. <laughs> but, but we have to, we have to realize, Address as a church, we have, right to, we have to handle it maturely. We can't just dance around it and pretend it's not happening because you see kids are getting pregnant. And even if you're not getting pregnant, it doesn't mean you know, God isn't aware that sin is taking place. You know what I mean? So you have to be able to let them know that the the real beauty in waiting, not just saying, don't do it, don't do it. You know what I mean? Because when it comes about legalism and, oh, don't go, don't have sex for a marriage, you don't want to go to hell. When it becomes about all that type of stuff, people are going to rebel. And when they do and they see how good it feels, then they're going to stay in sin. You know what I mean? So we want to be able to teach people proper principles rather than forcing, you know, you know, being aggressive on that topic. You know, so... Safa mentioned that as well, but I dove a little deeper in mine. I also wanted to make sure. Um, one thing I also realized is that porn is not real life. You know, so we have to understand something. Half the people listening, you've probably seen it before. You've probably been addicted before. You've been probably been exposed to it before, whether from something you looked up, a family member looked up, something you found at home, you know, something inappropriate, whatever. But the point is, 
a lot of times you can see these people doing all kind of tricks on your TV, on your phones, and then you're going to think your spouse is going to do that, or you're going to think somebody's supposed to be lasting three hours because the guy on TV did. Listen, that stuff is not real life. It's not God's will for you to be watching it. It's not God's will for you to be addicted to that stuff. It'll destroy your life. It'll destroy your marriage. It'll destroy your purity, your mindset. You know what I mean? And then it corrupts your entire viewpoint of, of women. Well, I won't just say women. From from a guy perspective, it'll corrupt your viewpoint of women. You know, But in general, it corrupts your viewpoint of people in general because you just see them as something that gives you pleasure, something that makes you reach your orgasm rather than made in God's image. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's, not what, that's not the point of sex. Sex is not just, you know what I mean, uh, uh, just give me just give me you know serve me serve me marriage is literally about serving the next person you know what i mean so when you watch things like pornography and it it gets these illusions in your head and you get on your honeymoon and your spouse is looking at you like i'm not trying that what do do you you know what i mean and it can cause you know friction because in your head oh no women are supposed to do this men are supposed to do this when in reality some of this stuff isn't real some of this stuff isn't biblical some of this stuff is straight up disgusting um you know what I mean? So it's just a matter of understanding that you can't allow that stuff into your marriage because one, it's not real. Two, it's ungodly. You know what I mean? So I don't know if so I want to get on that topic, but I just want to make sure we made that clear, you know, and for anyone who's getting married and they're virgin, I want to be clear. You do not need that in order to learn how to have sex. You don't. You don't. Please don't think you need to explore Explore with sin. You don't need to explore with sin. Don't worry. God will help you out. You'll figure it out. You two have brains. And you two have each other. Yeah, you have each other. Exactly. I was going to say something that probably wasn't going to be appropriate. And that's why we have Safa here. So (laughs) God is good. (laughs) Safa, you want to dive into your last one? My last point is that just because you're married doesn't mean other people respect it. Boom. And when I first got married, even up until, I guess, recently, you know, I... I'm ugh, man, I can be so naive and I and things just mm-hmm. go over my head. I guess I've just always been that way and I think I've noticed it more as a married person. Um but I mean people are going to want you or your spouse maybe even more now that you're married than when we when when you were single. It's because weird. they feel like, I yeah. don't know, people I don't know. People love what they shouldn't have. Yeah, pretty much. That must be it. They heard... they love what they can't have. Oh. No, go ahead. No, I heard someone say something like the devil will always tempt you with the one thing you know you shouldn't have. So just like Adam and Eve in the garden, whereas they have probably thousands of options. They have so many things they could choose from. And then he gets them to focus on the one thing God said to stay away from. Right. You know what I mean? So when you're single, people, if you're a guy, the girls that ignored all of your DMs, all of a sudden they're going to respond. All of a sudden they're commenting emojis all under all the stuff. All of a sudden all the guys that didn't pay the girl no attention. All of a sudden, he now he's back up and he wants to be friendly. People don't, they and for one, they don't have to respect your marriage. And that's why you have to make sure that you do. You have to make sure that you keep the boundaries, right. you know what I mean? And make sure that you don't allow outsiders in because cause people are evil, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you hit the nail right on the head. Exactly, you know, so it's just a matter of making sure that you, t- the you know, is a quote that I always say, we teach people how to treat us. You know what I mean? So if you feel someone isn't respecting marriage, you make sure you cut them off. Right. But at the same time, you have to understand that you can't give them reasons to not respect your marriage. You know what I mean? So so that was one that I had on mine, but I didn't have it like sorted out. So I was just like, I remove it. So it's good that Safa brought it up. 
but that's a major thing. Like people, you know, people don't understand that boundaries really are blessings. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a matter of, you know, hindering you or you're getting married and now, oh, everybody's off limits. That's mm-hmm. not what marriage is. But when you say yes to someone, that means you're saying no to other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't look at your spouse as though, man, I only got to deal with this one person forever. I only get to talk to this one. No, that's a blessing that you get to love someone and serve with someone and grow with someone rather than, you know, being tempted by all kind of nonsense. But, right. Um, yeah, no, I agree 100%. That's basically what I was going to say. Um, yeah, just, you know. She's fine. Back boundaries. Cough. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean. And I mean, that also goes, we've, we've talked about boundaries time and time again, but that also goes into just making sure you put, um, you know, a fence of boundaries around mm-hmm. your, your marriage because, you know, protect your marriage. That's one thing I've learned, um, over the course of, you know, the three plus years we've been married, just protect your marriage and make sure you don't put nothing past nobody. That's, you know, I'm not saying everyone is going to, you know, but I I, I would say don't allow people to put themselves in compromising situations, too, because just because, you know, um, the two parties or whatever say that, oh, no, it would never happen. That's just my friend. That's just don't allow, you know, the the person don't allow. I'm, I'm. losing my train of thought but basically <laughs> just put boundaries around your marriage especially and i think so also and the reason why i put this is also because Tavares and i own a huge platform and we get a lot of people um you know messaging about godly advice and um because of that you know we want to make sure that we answer these like if it's a guy coming for advice that Tavares is the one um answering it depending on what the advice is of course yeah. like if it's a general question like and it has nothing to do with you know, Personal anything too stuff. deep, then of course he can, you know, ask either of us. But I'm just saying, like, Tavares tries to answer those questions. And as far as the girls are concerned, he forwards me those those questions. Hey, you know, someone reached out to us and, you know, she had a question about X, Y, Z. And I feel like, you know, you should be the one to answer. It's just a boundary we put in place um, because, once again, um, you just have to protect your marriage. Yeah, um, not to be political, but... Um, but I think his vice president, uh, Mike Pence, he said something. Apparently, they, you know, were criticizing him because he doesn't go on lunch dates with women or he doesn't get in a vehicle with another woman that's not his wife. And people are just like, bro, you're thinking too deep. If you're doing a business meeting, no one cares what you're doing. But in reality, he's setting himself beyond reproach because he can't fall if he wasn't there. Right. You know what I mean? So that's just something that I'm not saying you have to. You have to do, but I think that's a, a very wise um, principle that I believe myself and other men should implement in our lives because people think, you know, falling into sin means, oh, you love sin and you, you hate God. No, you can love God and, love God and fall into sin. Mm-hmm. If you don't have boundaries, you can fall into sin. You know, the Absolutely. issue is just when you're letting your guard down and you're not being wise and you're just putting yourself in vulnerable situations. So I believe the what we really have to do is put ourselves beyond reproach. If I know I like when women dress this way, I'm not going to go to the place where that's how they dress. You know what I mean? So be wise. Don't put yourself in a certain situation that can cause you to fall. Right. But we're at the end of our podcast. <laughs> I know this is something that we probably could think of a lot more. So maybe we'll do a part two for you all in the future. 
But for as of right now, we just want to thank you all for bearing with us because we wanted this out on Thursday. Unfortunately, we didn't get it out in time, but that's only because we, you know, we're just trying to get past these colds and all the stuff that we're fighting. But we love you all. And I hope this helped, or we hope this helps yeah. someone. Especially if you're thinking about getting married soon. Yeah, Hopefully definitely. you take a lot of these, um, I take guess, things. Actually, yeah, yeah, take them to into consideration, especially for when you get married. So. Yeah, definitely. You know, but someone reached out to us <laughs> again about the podcast. Or no, they, they reposted us in a story. that, And they don't follow us, but they were posting about how the podcast is blessing them. And that's all happening because of you all. When we ask for reviews, it's not so we can feel good. Trust me, it does feel good, but I don't get paid more money no. when there's a higher <laughs> rating. I, I don't get paid anything. You know happy. what I mean? We're just happy we're helping. We're literally serving you all. You know what I mean? We try to answer all of the, the requests that we get. You know, we have some lined up for a long period of time. You know what I mean? But we are, we're trying to target specific, specific topics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That we know can help everyone. You know, so we really just thank you all. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you haven't yet, please consider giving it a review if you don't mind. Let it please be five stars. But if it isn't, just tell us why and what we can improve on. And then if you don't have us on social media, feel free to consider doing that now. You know, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and DM us. You know, shoot us a question. See how we're doing. You know, check in on us. If you just want to tell us about something going on in your life, feel free. You know what I mean? We're accessible. But we thank you all, man. You made it to the end of the podcast, and we just appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. And we'll be seeing you next week. Have a good weekend. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.